Hello and welcome to Tribal Council, a show in which two brothers who had never seen Survivor before start from the very beginning. I'm Patrick. And I'm Chris. And this week we are going to finish up our time in Tokenchins, Brazil, as we say goodbye to season 18. Patrick, after having finished the season, we have now officially watched more than half the seasons of Survivor. Wow. This is at 23 seasons out of 45, if I did my math correct. Yeah, that sounds right. Mm -hmm. That's wild. Yeah. Also wild that I have only watched half of Survivor. Yeah. Chris, mm -hmm. uh, a couple episodes ago, I asked you about the top movies from spring 2009 when this aired. Uh, let's talk about music. This is the end of my senior year of high school. I graduated like a week after the finale episode of Token Jeans. Uh, you were finishing your master's program, I think. Mm -hmm. What was the big music in May 2009? I gotta say, before I answer that question, I have a minor bit of beef, because when you did that with the movies, I threw out the hangover pretty quickly, and I got shut down pretty quickly, which correctly was not at this time period. But then I was thinking about it later, I think, when I was editing the episode. And I was like, was Hanover that far off? No, Hanover did come out in June of 2009. So I was very close. It was just not quite there. Um, so I just wanted to be like, okay, I did have the Hanover year correct. I was just off by the month. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, so you were just you were just wrong. No. Right. I was just close. Like, it wasn't, like, when I have to just name random, like, what movies were big 15 years ago, the fact that I was said a big movie from 15 years ago i felt pretty good about that uh yeah okay that's good i just can't look up all of your incorrect movies to see how incorrect they are well you can i usually don't say that many like i looked it up uh all right music 2009 see here's the thing this is gonna be real bad you're gonna have to give me lots of clues because even now 15 years later the music i listen to is basically what i listened to 20 years ago like I don't listen to new music. I listen to podcasts and any music I listen to is from like 1995 to 2007, maybe. Okay. But Chris, number one song in May, 2009, when these episodes were coming out, your girl Fergie front and center. Is it Fergalicious? No. Is it? Uh, oh, okay. Is it? Um, I'm going to miss you like a child misses their blanket. No. Oh, God, I I, okay. On. I got to say. <laughs> I apologize for misleading you. It is not by Fergie. It is by the Black Eyed Peas. Oh, well, okay. You, come on. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at the, the image, and it is a picture of Fergie. Stacy Ferguson? Um, boom, boom, pow. Yes, correct. Nailed it. First try. Got in one. Uh, the, the, the second most popular song... For some reason, it makes me think of Grey's Anatomy, but I've been watching Grey's Anatomy and I'm 2009, and I don't think this is in Grey's Anatomy. So if that helps, <laughs> it feels like it should so it's be not, in Grey's Anatomy. It's not chasing cars. It's not chasing cars. I think it's because I'm pretty sure it's by the same band as How to Save a Life. The Fray. Yeah. Um. Mm. Nope, only song I know by the fray off the top of my head is How to Save a Life. Where did I go wrong? I lost a friend. Um, no, it's not that song, Chris. 
Right. It's you found me. Oh yeah, that song. Um, the next oh boy, like eight songs on this list. I don't think I've ever heard of. That can't. Be. Goodbye by Christina DeBarge. Mm-hmm. You Book know, sex magic. Goodbye. By Sierra, which, what? I just made that up. I don't know that song either. Love Sex Magic by Sierra, which I'm sure that is I've heard, but like I cannot think of how that goes. Uh number one by Tinchy Strider. That's not a person who exists. It can't be. Uh another one on this list that really took me back though was uh Right Round by Flo by Flo Rida. Mm-hmm. You spin <laughs> me right round, baby, right round. And uh I mean, the sampling. Clock by Miley Cyrus. Oh, now that's a good one. Yeah. What was the? Uh, uh, I pulled up the Christina DeBarge song. I don't think I really do know it. Uh, what was the one you said after that? Was it some like name that you'd never heard of? Love, before? Sex, Magic. No, that was Sia. Then I guess the one after that. Then number one by Tinchy Strider. T i n c h y s t r y d e r. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard that song before. I just looked it up. Yeah, fun. Oh, you know what? <laughs> It uh, this website that I'm using is not just U.S. charts, and it was number one on the U.K. charts, and does not look like it charted it in the U.S. So that would make sense. So yeah. you got to find you got to find the U.S. one. Maybe well, there's some others. Were, those were the others that I was okay mentioning. Boom, boom, pow! You found me. Love, sex, magic. You found right me. round. It takes me back to good old high school days. You know. So where where are you at? Uh, this isn't Survivor. Where are you at in Grays now? I am. I have one episode left in season nine. Okay. I thought about bringing this up to you before recording earlier, but um, I didn't because the last thing that I have seen made me very, very angry. And I feel like I need to see what happens next before I talk about it. Uh, okay. Because I just... Listeners, spoiler alert for season nine of uh, Grey's Anatomy. I just saw Arizona start making out with other doctor cheating mm-hmm. on Callie. Mm-hmm. And I, the entire like two episodes where they're interacting before that, I was like, if she fucking cheats on Callie, I'm going to be so fucking pissed. And then it happens. And now I'm like, I need to see what happens next because I am irrationally angry at this fictional romance yeah rightfully so but also uh they own the hospital now uh meredith is pregnant and is about to give birth uh Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's a big storm that's like fucking up the hospital and they're losing power yeah there was a plane crash Uh uh-huh a season ago some big stuff happens with that storm just wait oh and uh two of my favorites are dead also yeah that was rough stuff i feel like they didn't even get a chance to really be together Listen, the actors wanted to go on and do other things. I get that, but... I lost your audio. I don't know if you can still hear me. I can still hear you. Oh, I you're back now. I don't know what happened. Um, Yeah, those actors wanted to go on and do other things, but doesn't make me less upset that I wanted to see them be happy together. And, I mean, that's fair, but, like, did they go on and do other things? I don't know. Hopefully. I like them both. Oh, apparently... uh. Tyler Lee, I think is her name, who plays Lexi, uh, was in Supergirl, the TV series, for like mm-hmm. many years. As the titular Supergirl? 
No, as the uh, adoptive sister of the titular Supergirl. Oh. Um, so yeah, she did do another like long-lived thing. And that just ended in 2021. So good for her. The other guy, Eric Dane, was on a bunch of episodes of Euphoria recently. So he's still doing stuff. Well, just wait till more people leave the show. You get more sad. Yeah, I feel like there's going to be a lot of wild stuff happening soon because nine seasons in is a lot i'm like oh my god i've watched nine seasons of this television show it's not even halfway yeah it's a lot of tv yeah uh all right we should probably talk about survivors since that's probably what people who are listening to this podcast came here for we get told by our family a lot that they like our uh plugs and stuff but i don't know if other listeners that aren't our family members appreciate that so Let's talk about The Ultimate Sacrifice, the name of episode 12, season 18. Um, We start the night after the Sierra vote out. Coach is mad that Aaron and Taj voted uh, uh, Steven and Debbie. Debbie tells him to let it go. We get some time the next day where Debbie's getting really annoyed and tired of Coach. Um, She also mentions that Coach doesn't want the money, so why is he here? She tells this to JT and Taj. Um, JT, this just worries JT because he's worried that Debbie's going to be making moves and JT likes his people to be predictable. Um, and I guess because we're talking about this episode, spoilers, JT is the one who ends up winning. I want to mention that now just because I think he's been like, I I would be curious to see more of him because I think he played a pretty quiet, but smart strategic game this season. Um, yeah, like he did well. And I feel like his game was like mostly social. He just like everyone loved him the whole time. Yeah. He was never voted for, maybe only voted for like once. Never voted for. Never He's the first for. uh perfect game that he never received a vote, except that he got all of the votes at the end. Right. Yeah. And had a yeah. I mean, we'll get there. His final tribal council was really good, too. He just crushed it. Um, Yeah, so I just wanted to throw that out there because it'll come up as we get closer and closer to the end. Uh, He does come back twice, so you will get to see him. Good. We get an auction this week instead of a reward challenge. Like, the world's shortest auction, it felt like. This lasted no time at all. Yeah, we saw five items. Yep. Some french fries, chicken parm a couple covered items, and then a Samsung Instinct with video messages from loved ones. Um, the rules for the auction are that you can't pull your money until Jeff tell, and except for the surprise one at the end when Jeff is like, hey, you're allowed to pull your money now. And so everybody gives their money to Taj so she can buy it. Um, but only has to, so, but she hands all her money to Jeff and he's like, wait, don't you want to like bid on this? And so she bids 20 and so she just has to hand him 20. Does she just get to keep that cash? I think so. That's sweet. Although, hopefully, she like redistributes it back to people to be like, okay, I appreciate the effort, like the gesture, but like this was your money, so like I should probably give it back to you. Right. There is a a really funny moment that you glossed over where uh someone when they're bidding for the French fries, uh, someone bids. Oh, oh man, I have it's like I have, sixty. Like, Wrong. And Debbie goes to 70 or something. Right. And he says that it has to be in $20 increments. And so she jumps to 90, mm-hmm. which is logical because it's like $20 more than what she said. But he's like, no, 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 no. That's not what I meant. Yep. 
She does end up winning uh, it though for 120 because she like is a middle school principal. Um, just like like being able to follow those types of directions, I feel like is something that she probably talks to her students about all the time. Uh, she does say I, that the other teachers at her school would vouch for her that she is not good at math. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, but I just thought that was a very funny moment, and I didn't want to gloss past it. Which, for listeners, as a principal or teacher or adult or person in the world, saying I'm not good at math or I'm not a math person, don't do that, especially around kids, because then kids internalize that and they view math as being a binary thing of either you are good at math or you're bad at math, not as like a subject that can be learned like anything else. You, as a math teacher, I hear this all the time because I'll tell people I'm a math teacher and they'll be like, oh, I'm not good at math or I wasn't good at math or whatever. You don't ever hear people say like, oh, I'm not a social studies person or whatever. Like it's always just with math. And math can be learned just like any other thing. So just get those words out of your mouth. Yeah. Preach. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, this was a very short auction. Um, at the end of the video that Taj gets to watch, there's a line that her husband says, see you back at camp, which she missed the first time. And Jeff has to like be like, wait, I feel like you didn't hear that. And then she's like, wait, what? He's going to see me at camp. And then Taj has to make the a true sacrifice, which... It's not a sacrifice, uh, really. Yeah. It's like, hey, do you want to, like, you can go to Exile Island with your husband, and then the, everybody else can have their loved ones back at camp. Or you could not do that, and you just get to have your husband go back to camp with you. And I was like, what sacrifice? Like, that's not a sacrifice, Jeff. What are you talking yeah, about? Not at all a sacrifice. A real sacrifice would have been. She was like, I'd rather have <laughs> privacy with my husband, please. Thank you. Exactly. She wanted to go bo- have a conjugal visit with her husband, she said. like. Yeah, uh-huh. of course she wants that. A real sacrifice, uh, like why he should have been like, you can bring your husband back to camp, or everybody else can. That's it. Right. That's what I fully expected him to say, and clearly what Taj expected, because then when he was like, "Or you go to exile with Eddie," and mm-hmm. she was like, "Oh, that, that obviously." Yeah, sure. I guess it would have been too cruel to make them do the other option, but it would have been a real, like, an actual sacrifice. I feel like they've done that exact thing in the past, haven't they? Am I making that up? I don't know. Maybe. Um, I think everybody else would have been very nice and told her to just take her husband in that case anyways, but it still would have been a harder decision. This one was nice. Uh, so they get some time in exile. Her and Eddie get to enjoy time together. She says, quote, Eddie I just George. wanted to. Like, Eddie, we spent a long time earlier, a couple episodes ago, talking about how she was married to Eddie George. Eddie George mm-hmm. is here. That's He's fun. here. Also, they have, like, a very small baby. Who's watching the baby? Sometimes you and Kayla go do stuff and somebody watches your kids. Uh, yeah, not across the world. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Maybe he's just, like, there, just, like, in a hotel room. So, like, some producer's mm-hmm. watching him for, like, a night. Jeff just has him for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, They enjoy their time together. She says, quote, I just wanted to take him to the side and have a conjugal visit, which... We won't know if that ever happened or not. Um, we get some time at camp with everybody there. Debbie's husband, coach's friend named Funky D. Um, the assistant coach. He's his assistant coach. Steven's brother, Which, you know, Aaron's dad, sense, JT's guess. sister. Uh, coach says to his friend, guess what they call me here? Dragon Slayer. <laughs> Nobody calls you that, coach. You call you that. Um, coach has Funky D stretch his back out and crack his back. Um, and I then I think I need to know more about why Funky D was here instead of 
uh, like, we see at the reunion that he has a longtime girlfriend. Why wasn't she here? Yeah. I I don't know. That, I don't know. Maybe because <laughs> he refers to her as his, like, lady friend, lady friend or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. Coach is a mystery, you know? He's a riddle wrapped in an enigma, wrapped in a asshole. Um, <laughs> the next day, Debbie is still thinking of Coach as being the next one to go, talking to JT about how they need to make plans for this. Um, Coach talks to JT and Debbie and Taj that, uh, or JT and Debbie that Taj needs to go in case she has an idol. Debbie asks Aaron what she thinks she's thinking, and she agrees that Coach needs to go. And Steven and JT are there and agree also, um, but know that he will be furious or devastated if they turn on him. Um, Debbie says to JT and Steven that she wants Coach gone, and then Aaron and Taj, so that way they can be the final three. Um, and even says that if they get to the final three, she will give it to JT and take third. She's cool with it. Which so many people this season that are just cool with not winning. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah, it keeps happening. Um, but this promise makes JT nervous. And so he's like, maybe Debbie needs to go. We get the immunity challenge where they have to dig under a log, walk across a balance beam, do a rope crawl under a rope, like crawl under ropes, uh, to see 10 spinning math symbols that they have to take back to the beginning, input into a math equation and solve it. And I noted at the beginning of this that, man, Steven is really bad at challenges, but then he went on to win this one. He's just, like, really slow. Yeah, but then he, like, rather than trying to go back and forth and back and forth, he was like, I'm going to memorize. Mm-hmm. And I think that also would have been my strategy. Like, sure, I would have gone as fast as I could, but then, like, try to do this once. Where yeah. It felt like everybody else was, like, I am not going to try to memorize it all 10. I'm just going to go back and forth. Yeah. The way he described how he memorized it too is basically what my exact strategy would have been. Like I was trying to think how I would remember it during it. And then at the end he explained it and I was like, oh, that's what I was thinking of doing. Where he like assigned the math symbols to like numbers to remember those instead. Yeah. I was thinking the exact same thing because then he was like, I did three and then seven because it's easier for your brain to memorize. Mm -hmm. Uh up to seven numbers that's why phone numbers are like that and i was like this was all the thoughts that i was having steven yep uh we get some time at camp um talking about how maybe debbie needs to go or coach needs to go or taj needs to go um and we go to tribal council uh coach says that he trusts debbie and that she won't lie to him and then debbie gets voted out four to one to one uh where coach did not vote debbie he voted for taj right um, and we head into the martyr approach. Um, Coach is shocked to find out that Debbie voted for him and is honored that they all mounted a counterattack to save him. Um, Coach tells the next day, says that he thinks he hurt his lungs from breathing in campfire smoke. Um, he discusses who's going to have to go to Exile Island next. He says it would be an honorable thing to for himself or JT to go because they haven't been there yet. And it would be like a struggle. And that's what the honorable warrior would do. Um, but the bad part of him wants to send Aaron or Taj. Steven and JT want to send Coach there. Um, we go to the reward challenge yeah. where they have to race through a maze and then build a pole long enough to knock off sandbags to raise a flag and their feet are shackled together. And their reward will be a bed and shower and feast. Um, JT is 
crushing this challenge. Although Coach is just like tailing him because he trusts in JT's abilities, basically. So he's just following him through the maze. Um, but JT just absolutely like destroys the challenge. Uh, yeah. And wins and sends Coach to Exile Island saying, let's be noble, Coach. Um, JT does a really good job of managing Coach, basically. Like telling Coach what he wants to hear. Um, and it, that gets him a long way, I think. And I think that it's uh, it goes back to like how Brendan actually talked about Coach early on of like, he's really annoying, but he's predictable. And I feel like I know what he's going to do every time. Because yeah. there was a point around this time watching it when I was like, why are they just not sending Coach home? And I was like, but it's helpful for him to be predictable. And they trust him. Exactly. Um, Coach says he's going to take the monastic approach and not eat or build fire or anything. And Aaron says he's going to take the martyr approach. So he has excuses when he comes back. Um, Coach says his body is close to disaster. Uh, JT takes Steven on the reward. Which, you know, when my body is close to disaster, I choose to just not eat and not sleep and just sit there. Well, you and Coach could be friends then. I always thought you were like, Coach, I'm just Oh, kidding. God. Um, so JT and Steven go on reward where Aaron and Taj go back to camp. Aaron feels bad for calling out Coach. And Taj is like, no, he's a jerk. It's fine. Um, we get some time on exile to see uh, coach. He claims he could stay out here for a week without food and it would make him stronger. He talks about himself in the third person a lot on his time in exile uh -huh. and re refers to himself as the dragon slayer some more. He says he doesn't sleep, has no food and very little water and says it was awesome. Um, on the reward trip, JT and Steven take a private plane to the governor's retreat. They get a look in the mirror for the first time in a while and uh for the first time in like a, over a month they get some showers and have a feast churrasco style uh which if you've ever been to like a brazilian steakhouse is the style they do where they like walk around with skewers of meat and just mm -hmm. shave it off and one of the fun things that they had here one of the things on the skewer was grilled pineapple i've been to a brazilian steakhouse and they didn't have any grilled pineapple on a skewer i wish they did though because that sounds great I, I mean but you've like had grilled pineapple on a skewer before though right yeah, but I'm, like, part of the whole experience. Like, I would love to be, like, steak bite, steak bite, steak bite, pineapple bite, steak bite, steak bite, like, at the Brazilian Steakhouse. Oh, okay. I was, like, I've I've literally done kebabs with steak and pineapple with you before. Yeah, uh, I'm just but saying. not at a Brazilian Steakhouse. Okay, that's gotcha. Yes. Uh, we go to the immunity challenge. Coach returns in... He looks like shit. He looks like it was rough on his body, and his body is near disaster. Well, he yes. also he says, like, I didn't eat, I didn't drink. It was amazing. And then immediately leans to JT and is like, can I have some of your water? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's so great. It's hilarious. They have to use their arms to brace themselves between two walls with their feet on small footholds. Um, they all make it to the second foothold and then the third foothold. Aaron drops and moving to like the final third or the third or final foothold. Steven drops out, Tasha's out. After 50 minutes, it's coach uh versus JT. Coach lets out a sizable yell and then ends up dropping and JT wins. Coach collapses and says his back hurts. Um, he says he doesn't want medical to look at his back because if they did, they wouldn't let him stay here. Which I was Jeff like, is... the early 
current seasons, that is like a no medicals fucking looking. Like, right. Coach should and not get an option here. That's what I thought also, but I think that's also them being like, okay, you're just full of shit, coach. Like, whatever, you're fine. Yeah, fair. Um, There's some talk around camp of people being annoyed by coach. One thing I skipped over is while he was on exile, he carved himself a like a snake cane to walk around with because his back hurt. It's a dragon cane. Yeah, dragon cane. Um, we get to tribal council. Coach uh, has a nice sexist comment. I don't have the coach for word for word, but says something like, "Sometimes men see uh, like a rock drop and see a pebble, and women see it as a boulder." Um, mm-hmm. It was in relation to like Aaron really struggled at Exile Island because she couldn't get a fire started, and um, Coach went and just had a great time because he saw it as a pebble and she saw it as a boulder. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. that jerk gets to go. Nobody plays an idol, and Coach is gone three to two. He, wait, uh, you missed his whole poem. Uh-huh. He says a whole poem. He recites a poem. Mm-hmm. It's not a good poem. I didn't write it down, except that Jeff is like, okay, it's time to vote. And Coach is like, wait, let me read this poem about being noble and being a warrior. And this, I wrote this poem. Uh, and then they're like, okay, okay, let's vote. It's the most awkward tribal council I've ever seen, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So coach gets voted out three to two. Notably, JT did not vote for him. Um, and the other two votes went to Aaron. So JT and coach voted for Aaron. Um, we go to the finale episode. I trust you, but I trust you. Before, before we do that, Jeff makes a comment that uh, he's like, this is going to be interesting because it seems like every single person has been blindsided on this jury. Which I was like, I think that's true. Which is like kind of wild that like Brendan Tyson Sierra. Sierra wasn't Coach, Sierra wasn't really a blind side, was she? Uh, I think she kinda was. Because she thought that she was like had gotten in on the Tyson vote and like she thought that she was like kind of back on top at that point. Oh yeah, that's fair. Um yeah. It definitely has been um a good season. In terms of blind sides. It also um, means that this final four is includes the three from Jollipow that were made the merge who didn't get medevaced. Yeah. Which is they wild. crushed it. Yeah. It like was so yeah. I mean, we will talk about this finale also, but like this was so satisfying to watch in the merge. Yeah, it was very impressive. Um, so we go into the final series of days here. Um, people are excited to have coach gone. The Jalop, like we were just talking about, the Jalop, how people are excited that they are still here. Um, Steven and Taj know that JT is a threat. We go to the immunity challenge where they have to race through a tarantula shaped obstacle course, collecting puzzle pieces to solve web shaped puzzles, which again was so cool. And I was like, this is so expansive and complicated for a single challenge. This one I thought was super cool. And I would, thought I would like to do it. And then Jeff throws out like, oh, careful. Those ropes will just tear your arms right up. And I was like, "What? get better ropes, Jeff. What are you doing? <laughs> like, that seems awful. Um, they did at one point when they were f- working on the puzzle. There's like a shot in the background of one of the tunnels they had climbed through just had a buff and a boot in it. So, like, somebody lost their boot in climbing through here, and they must have had to go back and get it, like, after the challenge was over. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, Aaron was crushing it on the puzzle. Had a huge comeback, but JT still pulls out the win here. Um, JT definitely strong with all the physical aspects of challenges. Puzzles are not his strongest point, but still he is able to like complete them and not lose just due to the puzzle. Uh, but it was close for Aaron for sure. Um, we get some time at camp. Taj says uh, the plan is for Jalapa to stay strong and vote out Aaron. So Aaron pleads her case to others, talks to JT and Steven, arguing that Taj would have a strong jury vote. But we go to tribal council, or in that is successful because we go to tribal council and Taj gets voted out three to one. Um, and we get some time the night after talking about the tough of vote. Uh, Aaron says that every tribal has gone exactly as we planned it, which I thought was like an interesting, I was like, is that true? Um, like has Aaron always been on like the correct side of these? And that is not the case. She was not correct in voting out Brendan or Sierra. Um, but the last couple, like Debbie coach Taj, she was on the right side of votes there for him. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, JT is already regretting his choice because he's getting annoyed by Aaron and kind of is wishing Taj was still around. Uh, we go into day 38. JT and Steven are in agreement that they go to the final two. We get rites of passage, which uh, I think I fast forwarded through a good chunk of this. I don't like the rites of passage. I hate the rites of passage. Um, and we go to the immunity challenge, which is Samotion. I was so excited. I love Samotion. Yeah, it's the first time that we see it, like chronologically. I want to do this challenge so badly. Um, they all make it to two balls, three balls. Aaron drops out. There's a shot I actually reround and rewatched because I th they have their like hand kind of tied behind their back. And there's one where like the ball comes out and Steven like misses it. And it looks like he almost uses his second hand to grab it. It comes very close. Like his second hand is very close to like helping grab this ball, but um, it does not actually. Um, but Steven ends up dropping anyways. And JT wins again. Um, uh, if I really feel like it highlighted something that I haven't noticed in other iterations of this challenge of like, um, the like split second delay in catching it like of like in removing it from the thing is mm -hmm. crucial um, yeah it messes they, steven like, up a bunch yes yeah he really messes up because he like doesn't quite master catching the ball at the bottom of the shoot which i was just kind of surprised by like i well i think it i think his problem is he doesn't let the ball go to him. He goes to the ball. And so it gets caught up in like coming out instead of letting the ball like drop out of the shoot into his hand. Yeah, I think you're right. He also interestingly does it on his knees, I think, whereas everybody else is like leaning over because the shoots are like kind of low. So like they have to lean for it and he like is on his knees the whole time. Right. I noticed like that. that too. Um, Yeah. So we get some time around camp where they both talk to JT Aaron and Steven. Um, Aaron tells JT that she doesn't think the Timbira jury would vote for her um, and tells him that Steven told her he would have taken her, not JT. Um, but ultimately, JT votes Aaron out. And so the final two is going to be JT and Steven, which um, overall, I have liked both of them pretty much the whole season. There was an early on where I wasn't sure about JT. He had like, um, it was pretty early with, I think, like Spencer in a challenge. He got really mad at for like not trying harder and like had a little bit of like angry outburst there. 
Um, but other than that, I've liked JT a lot this season and Steven and the yeah, two of them I together. Agree. They've been a yeah, good combo. I, I, I really like them. I'm mm-hmm. very happy with how the season turned out generally. Yep. Um, we go to the final day. They get a breakfast, talk of friendship. Um, and then we go to final tribal council. Uh, I did note that we talked about this earlier that JT did not receive any tribal council votes. Also, Stephen only ever received one. So pretty impressive that the final two people only ever received one vote in total throughout the whole season. Yeah, that is wild. They each get opening statements and then all of the individual jury questions. And um, basically, JT is very friendly, sociable. And Steven tries to be a little too like strategic and methodical with his answers kind of, and it backfires big time. And this, all this, all of this goes poorly for him. Yeah. I, you mentioned earlier that JT has a really great final trouble council performance, and I'm not sure if it is as much that as it is that Steven has a terrible one. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was one point where somebody asked Steven to tell the truth about, if he would have taken JT to the end or Aaron to the end, had he won the challenge and Steven tried to like dodge it and be like, well, I'm glad I didn't have to make that decision. And they're like, no, answer the question. And he's like, I think I might've taken Aaron and JT looks very hurt by this. And we learn in the reunion that he was really just playing it up to get sympathy, which worked. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, uh, also, because I'm not going to go through everybody's questions, but I will say that coach refers to them as the warrior and the wizard. So we get another wizard reference and JT is the warrior. Um, yeah. I don't know if there's any else that I want to really. There is an interesting, because you noted it earlier that JT did not vote for coach and uh, JT kind of explained like I didn't vote for coach because I told him that I wouldn't write down his name. And Steven kind of tries to use that against him of like, uh, I had a hand in voting all of you out. Like I got my hands dirty and JT didn't, Um, but it is not an effective argument. Mm -hmm. Oh, there was a good quote I liked from JT also in the answer to coach's questions. He says, uh, he says he had to withhold information from coach, but he didn't want to break promises and couldn't vote coach. And he risked a million dollars potentially bringing Steven. And he said, quote, I may be a dumb fool that mixes morals with millions. And I was like, ooh, that sounds good. That's a good line. Mm-hmm. Morals with millions. There is an interesting thing uh, where Sierra is like, JT, you talked about bringing the strongest to the end. And like, you didn't fucking do that. Like, why are you pretending that you're doing that when you could have brought like Coach or Taj or other people that would have gotten more votes? Yeah, and she says he lost her respect because he stuck with Steven. But then ended right. up voting for him anyways. Um, so do you think there's any way their aunt Steven's answers could have gotten him a win here? Like it was JT was winning this, like no matter what, right? Yeah, I think JT had this in the bag. Um, which is really and like it shows so much about like I guess the social stuff, because JT and Steven were like tied since the beginning like they were allied they um every single v- vote but two the coach vote and the brendan vote they voted the same way um and so it's interesting just to see how much like just the social game a little bit or, and 
because they didn't even talk about like challenge prowess really that much but jt swept them even though they were like tied together as an alliance since the beginning yeah i mean i think it's the social but also i would bet that for like a tyson or for a coach jt winning challenges was also a big notch for him yeah yeah they just didn't like it didn't really come up much in the questions but i think that is probably true um yeah so jt wins seven to zero and we get some time with the reunion episode um apparently we learn more about jt's tooth medical had his tooth and jeff brings it back out uh because jt didn't want it on the show and so jeff takes it and gives it to his mom because you know he didn't want it on the show so maybe he'll want it six months fucking later well no no I think the idea is he's accepted that JT doesn't want it, so he's going to give it to his mom as a keepsake. Yeah. Do you think that if I knocked my tooth out, mom would be like, yeah, give me that tooth? No. But there are some moms out there that keep their kids' teeth, so who knows? Yeah, I I was so weirded out by this in the reunion. Um, we learned that Jeff offered Coach a lie detector test about some of the stories he told, and Coach declined. But then Coach brought a sealed envelope saying, hey, I did it anyways from John Grogan, who's some acclaimed lie detector guy. Here's the results. I haven't looked at these yet. And they confirm that all his stuff is truthful and legit for sure. Um, Which, like, yeah, couldn't have possibly been a lie in a document. Right. And uh, um, they award the, like, fan favorite $100,000 which the final three for that are JT Taj and Sierra and JT gets that win also it was nice to see Sierra in here that like she got some love here even though it wasn't actual money but like that probably made her feel good yeah Uh uh-huh so JT got the million plus another 100,000 yeah as far as I can remember I don't have this exact stat but I'm pretty sure that this is the first time that the winner has gotten the fan favorite award. Yeah, I don't know. I would believe that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and so that ends Token Sheens. I was excited to watch this because I knew it had some big Survivor people in it. And uh, I was happy with... I really enjoyed it. Yeah, this was like one of my top seasons, I think, that we've watched. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I am a big fan. Um, I was wrong about that stat. Uh, in Gabon... Bob won the season and also won fan favorite. Yeah, that makes sense. Gotta love Bob. Uh, Patrick, do you have any luxury items this week? I do. Uh, we just made some blueberry muffins in this house. Uh, we used the recipe from Sally's Baking Addiction for blueberry muffins with streusel topping. Um, they're great. Uh, they're homemade and they're delicious. But, like, also blueberry muffins in general, they really have a spot. They're wonderful. Um, yeah. I like blueberry muffins. Me too. I don't know that I've had a blueberry muffin in a while. Um, I'm going to recommend a video game that I've been playing on the Switch called Dave the Diver. It is very I've heard of that. It is very addicting. Uh, the premise of the game is you are a guy named Dave, and you go scuba diving, and you hunt fish and bring them back. So you hunt fish during the day, and then you bring them back, and at night you run a sushi bar, and you serve the fish that you killed. Um, oh, that's fun! It is if you're somebody who likes um, tasks in games. Boy, howdy, is this game for you? Because it's got like 
all sorts of tasks. It's just like, it'll be like, okay, make sure you get like three of this type of fish. And you're like, I'll do it. I'm on it. And then you like level up all sorts of stuff with your restaurant, level up your diving gear. Um, you have like a phone that's full of apps. So you have like, you can track like new fish that you've caught along with like, there's somebody from like, who wants you to do research on fish. And so you're supposed to find stuff for them. And like, there's just like so many different little tasks to do. And every time you dive only takes like, I don't know, depending on when you start like a couple minutes up to like 10 minutes or something, it gets longer because you upgrade your stuff. But like, it is a game that so many times in the past few days, I've been like, okay, just one more dive. And that just one more dive, just one more dive. And then I'm like, well, I got to see how the customers like the sushi that I caught on these two dives today. So I got to run the restaurant and then that'll end. And it'll be like, Hey, you're up restaurant upgraded. And maybe you should try doing this fish. And I'm like, Oh, well I got to get that fish. And it's just, just like, <laughs> it is so addictive. So like, uh, it took me like a couple dives to get into it. Cause at first it like threw a lot at me and I was like, Oh, there's like so many things here. And then you get like in the rhythm of it. Um, and it's kind of cool because there's like a story element to it that you can kind of just like, ignore or advance when you want to and so you could just like dive pretty shallowly catch fish run your restaurant just do that infinitely but like if you want to expand the story that'll also get you to upgrade stuff more and like so you can just like choose when you want to progress um yeah it's fairly cheap i think i don't actually remember this sounds like a very similar to like an animal crossing and it's like 20 bucks um go do these tasks upgrade your stuff yeah it is a that more targeted and simplified yeah there is a little bit of combat because like some of the fish easy peasy you hit them with your harpoon you grab them or stab them with a knife or something but then you'll like encounter sharks that'll like attack you and so you got to like kind of swim around them and kill them before they kill you um but your health in it is just your oxygen meter and so you can like watch that and stuff um it's only 20 bucks on switch highly recommended really like it i'm very addicted to it um interesting yeah listeners this ended season 18 so we are gonna start our speed through of season 19 before we get into the new seasons and so next week we'll be talking about the first three episodes of season 19 one two and three the week after that we'll do four five six seven the week after that we'll do eight nine ten and then 11, 12, 13, and then 14, 15, and 16, which will take us through the end of February and just in time for season 46. So if you want to follow us as we go through 19 for next week, you've got to have 19 episodes one, two, and three ready to go. Um, yeah, listeners, if you want to recommend your favorite type of muffin or uh, sushi, you can email us at tribalcouncilpodcast.gmail.com. And for this week of Tribal Council, this is Chris signing off. This is Patrick. And the tribe has spoken. ABC to EFG. Oh